Hey guys, I'm Sadie and this is Love What Luck. Please come give me a follow, a like, a subscribe as it really helps the podcast get out. All the links are in the show notes and thank you so much for listening. Let's share the love. Hey guys and welcome back to Love What Luck. Hope you all had a good week. I'm surviving my week alone without Matt. I want to say, actually, has it been a week? No, it's been a weekend, but... It feels like a week. It feels like a week because it's the second time I'm coming on and saying I've been by myself, even though he's come back in between. I hate sounding like a tragic, sad bitch, but when you live with somebody, obviously when they know you, you do feel it, even the same as like a flatmate. Like if your flatmate goes on holidays and you're at the place by yourself, like at home by yourself, you are a bit like, oh, it's just me. Like literally... On the weekend, I forced myself to go out even though I had a hangover, classic. But I was like, if I don't go out, I'm not going to see another human being and I just don't think that's healthy, is it? It's also not healthy having a hangover. There was absolutely no reason for it. It was the night before Matt went to Dubai and I was like, I'm not going to be home late. I've got work drinks, but I'm coming back because obviously I want to see you before you go. I had to drag myself out of the bar at half past ten. Like, drag myself out. And I was like, I have to go. And I wa- it was like I wanted to see Matt. It wasn't that. But honestly, when I go, I go with every intention of, you know, staying sober and not having many. But give me two drinks. And I'm like, right, okay. I'm ready to party all the time. So unnecessary. I did have a hangover. But anyway, I've got through it. I'm good. I'm actually baking tonight. Now, if you know me, you'll know that baking is not my thing. I absolutely hate it. I hate cooking. I must have spoken about it a million times before. It's just not something I can get on board with. I don't enjoy it. I hate the process of it. But there's a charity bake-off in work tomorrow that I've been, like, the communications for. So I send them emails. So I'm like, I've got a bake. Obviously, I can't turn up to this thing without baking. I was going to do Rice Krispie Cakes, which are, like, my speciality. But I was like, no, I actually cook some brownies. So I got one of those packs. You know, just, like, those ready-made <laughs> pack things. Like, a Cadbury's brownie one. Which I don't even feel bad for that because there's no chance. Like, how would you even make a brownie from scratch and follow a recipe? I mean, that's way beyond me. These were hard enough. But now what I hate about it is I look at the um, box and it's like, just add egg, water and oil and a handheld whisk is all you need. I'm like, perfect, right? Pick it up, bring it back. I read the instructions, line, what was I say? Line, no, I can't even remember the term. Basically, grease-proof a dish. I'm like, I haven't got grease-proof paper or I don't even know what you need to use to grease-proof something. And I'm like, even the simplest things, like this is why I hate baking, because nothing is as straightforward as they make it out to be. Now, if you're listening to this or watching on YouTube, at Sadie Malpy, come subscribe. <laughs> if you're listening or watching to this, watching this honest release date, it will be November 1st. November 1st is here, we're officially going into winter, I can safely say autumn is over, the clocks have gone back, we're in winter, and do you know what that means? It means it's cuffing season. Now for anyone that doesn't know what cuffing season is, cuffing season happens during the autumn and winter months where individuals have a strong desire to be in a monogamous relationship. 
you know, the mornings are dark, the, the afternoon and evenings are dark, you're going out in the dark, you're coming home, you get less daytime, you don't want to be out in it, the weather starts to change, it gets colder, people don't want to be out anymore, it's harder to get people out to the pub now, especially people in couples or with families, Christmas is coming, they're going to be doing their couple and Christmas activities, you and I am going to want to go out as much yourself, the day is shorter, you want to be inside, people inside generally just want to be like cutched up with somebody. Also, seasonal depression is a real thing that makes people down and feel lonely and people generally just want to be inside with somebody cutched up watching a Christmas film for the next few months, pretty much in hibernation. So cuffing season usually starts in October and ends in March, but what I will say is we've had a really good October, at least in London. It was 22 degrees on the weekend, like it's actually warm. And yeah, it's getting dark, but it's not cold yet. So I think, I think cuffing season might have been a bit delayed, but now we're coming into November, people are going to start thinking about Christmas and they want to have a date for New Year's. They want to have a date for the Christmas parties, the plus ones, you know, if they've got any anything going on Christmas time, it's just nice to have somebody there in it. Also, people that live away and now come in home, they want to have a little fling. It's basically like a holiday romance, a holiday fling, but in winter. And then it usually lasts until March, so it'll safely see you out of Valentine's Day, which is obviously the next thing that people look forward to when we come out of Christmas. So we'll carry you over to Valentine's Day and then when March comes, spring hits, the temperatures start to rise, the clocks go forward, spring is back, you're dropped. People are getting ready for hot girl summer then, or whatever the guy equivalent is. Hot boy summer, whatever, you know what it's like. So that's going to be the theme of the episode, guys. <laughs> and I'm going to issue it as a warning. Because if you are a cuffer and you're aware that you want to do it, you don't need my help, I don't think. You're probably already making moves. You probably already know who you're going to go for. You've probably got some targets in mind, and you're going to be working double time, because cuffers stop at nothing to get what they want. So I've heard. (laughs) But for those innocent listeners that are worried about this, I'm going to tell you... How can you tell if someone wants to be with you long term or if they just want to be with you for cuffing season? I have compiled with my research that I've done a little list of things to look out for if they just want to cuff you. Number one, they appear from nowhere and move things extremely quickly. I think moving things really fast is a red flag anyway, guys. And it's weird because with Matt, everything did move much faster than I was used to. I've spoken about that before. So then I think it's really hard to find the fine line because you often hear people saying that. The people that are like in serious relationships or married, like even when I had that message about the office romance, she said they went on their first date, saw each other the next day and she was like, I pretty much moved in. So I think it's hard to find the fine line because when you do meet somebody that's right, things do generally move a little bit faster just because like you know it's going to work out and you want to spend all your time with each other. On the flip side, if the other person's not on the same page as you, then obviously it's really hard to navigate. But what I think the key thing to look out for there is you can do things quickly But I think 
when you're with the right person, even though you're doing them quickly, you don't necessarily say straight away like, oh yeah, well move in with me because we're going to be married. You're kind of still trying to keep it cool because you care so much about the future. Does that make sense? Like, now if you meet somebody, like, when I met Matt, I've said before, on one of our very first dates, like maybe even third date, I knew that he was going to come home with me for Christmas, but I would never have said that because I'd be like, oh my God, imagine he's not on the same page and I wouldn't want to risk it. Now, if I was with someone, someone and I didn't care about that and I just wanted them to feel like I wanted to be with them just to like get them to be with me, I would say that. I would be like, oh my God, yeah, and imagine you can come back with me for Christmas now. I would like make a little joke. Like if I was a cuffer, obviously I'm not, but just get into the mentality of it. I would like make a joke about it and talk about it like that. Prime example I've had of this is first date with a guy we're driving in a car. He looks at this really nice house and he says, oh, that'd be good when I could buy it for us. Obviously a joke, yeah, and obviously something that I'm not going to think about. But I guarantee you that is a line he's used on somebody before. He's using it to be like, oh my God, we're on this first date and you are so nice. And like, I actually think I've met my wife. No, like, you've seen it. I've seen messages like that before. Like you know, they swoop straight in and they're like, when can I marry you? And like, you know, it's a joke, but obviously if you've got feels from or something, it like makes you feel special, yeah? That's the goal of it. And it's not, it's a line. So don't fall for it. I think that's the difference is when things move quickly with the wrong person, I think they promise more of a future. Whereas when things move quickly with the right person, you kind of know what's happening, but you're both still trying to play it cool, even though, like, you're seeing each other a lot and you're moving in. I hope that makes sense. Basically, I'm just saying, look out for somebody that goes on one date with you, and then the next day is like, oh my god, let's see each other again, like, I actually think I found my girlfriend. Because if he really wanted you to be his girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever, don't think he'd say it straight up. He'd still want to keep himself a little bit cool. So that's number one. Number two, if you've been dating casually and now all of a sudden you're there, one. This one, I think, is a lot easier to slip into and it's got to be the most common type of cuffing victims because you already know the person. It's very likely you've already got feels for them and that's when it's dangerous slippery territory. (laughs) That's when you need like you guard up massively because if you've been seeing this person very casually sleeping with them wanting more but never quite getting there and then November comes and they're like hey babe why didn't you come over tonight you know whereas before it was maybe you'd go out or you'd go over but like not on the week you know when you start to see a little bit of things change and then you see each other more might just be because they like you but why is it taking them three four months to get you to this point you know that's something you've got to look out for but also got another example of this I was dating this guy casually for months and we were very much both open that it was going to be casual we'd had conversation before and he said like what do you you know want to do I'm like yeah let's keep it like it is yeah perfect then all of a sudden I get this barrage of messages, right? And I mean, like, literally in a day. Like, loads of messages where he'd asked, asked to see me. And I couldn't. 
And then, like, I think he'd asked to see me the week after, and I was like, I can't. And I think I might have all started seeing somebody else. I can't remember. But it was like he could feel me slipping away, and he was just, like, panicking, and he was, like, hounding me, and, like, trying to convince me and himself that I was suddenly, like, the one and we needed to be together. Well, unluckily for him, I'm a really smart cookie, and he had just had... It's <laughs> actually so funny. He's had, like, an operation on his leg I think it was like his knee or his leg and essentially he was just sat at home the whole time right and I was like you were bored I was like you're at home you're not seeing anyone you're literally sat by yourself you can't even walk and you've asked to see me and I can't and now you're in some sort of panic thinking like I'm the only person that's gonna be in contact with you like for the next few weeks and you're trying to convince me and yourself that like we're meant to be together just so that I can be by your side in your flat whilst you deal with this operation I know for a fact by the time our leg and muscles healed we'll be back to where we were like honestly you've got to look out for these flags guys because people don't care you know in the end he literally admitted it to me I was like he was like it's not it's not I just feel like it's slipping away from me I was like I've literally just said I can't see you twice. Get yourself together. You're literally just bored at home. And he was like, three days later, yeah, I think you're right, actually. Sorry, I was just like in a bit of a panic. Like, it was just after the operation. It's like, what is wrong with people? But that's what they're going to do, guys, when the winter comes. All of a sudden, they're going to feel by themselves, right? And they're going to be like, shit, I'm lonely. I'm by myself. (gasps) I know. What about that person that I've been dating that we that I get on with? They can probably work. They might even kid themselves they can work. But why if it why is it taken so long for them to get you? From for them to realize no. If somebody if it takes that long for somebody to realise they want you, I'm sorry, that's not good enough. Somebody needs to know if they want you quite early on. Let's be honest, we can all tell. I think we can all tell within the first date, but that is sometimes a bit harsh. But we can tell within the first few weeks, certainly within the first couple of months, like most definitely within by by one or two months you're seeing somebody, you know where you want it to go. So if somebody's sliding in with like really intense plans, three, four, five months after you were together originally, that's not good enough for me. Sorry. If I've got any nice stories, prove me wrong. Please come and send them to me because... I'm happy to be proven wrong if it's in the name of love. (laughs) Okay, number three. They proactively make regular plans to hang, but they haven't tried to define the relationship. I mean, that's a classic outside of cuffing season, to be fair. Like, always look out for that. When somebody wants to make all the plans in the world with you, but can't ask you to even be exclusive or be a girlfriend... Red flag, because that means that they are definitely with other people and that they don't care if you are. So that's just all the answers I need to know. Anyone that cares if you're going to go with anybody else will ask you to be exclusive. Definitely. Number four, dates mainly consist of hibernation. (laughs) So I, I think I mentioned that earlier, actually. When they stop wanting to take you out and they just want you to come over and cuddle that's because they're lonely and there's nothing else to do and it's dark and they can't be asked to go out or take you somewhere or go for dinner so they just want you to come over and keep them company and bang them let's be honest that is essentially the whole definition of cuffing season (laughs) number five they go out without you and see you later i mean people do that 
And that's fine, but we all know that that's a casual situation, yeah? Like, that shouldn't just be limited to caffeine season. If somebody doesn't take you out, like, consistently and only wants to see you at the end of the night, that's casual, which is fine. We've all done it. It's completely fine. But just don't get feels for the person that only wants to see you past midnight. Six, if they say things like, I hate being single on New Year's or I'm so relieved I have a date for my office Christmas party now. These are subtle hints that they're gearing up to cuff. I mean, yeah, that's, that is an obvious one. Oh my God, do you know what though? Is this is happening? I'm just realising. I mean, I never wanted to cuff this person. But I do remember seeing a guy before New Year's Eve in the day and going to a separate party in the night and thinking to myself that I really, really wanted to invite him. Just like, to have a New Year's kiss. Like, who doesn't want a New Year's kiss? New Year's kisses are the best. Or to be fair, if it's the wrong person, they're the most depressing. <laughs> but generally, they're the best. And I do remember really wanting to ask him actually specifically for New Year's, but I didn't. And that shows I'm not a kiffer. So yeah, beware of that one. Um, please come and let me know if you've had experience in this. Like, please, please, please. I would love to know any caffeine stories. I'm at Sadie Malpy on Instagram. I will do a little poll box again like I've done before. And if you've got a story, please come and share with me. I have got a story actually about a professional kiffer. <laughs> she says, I always find myself wanting a boyfriend more as winter comes around. Maybe it's because I've had my fun in the summer and been on loads of girls' holidays and then by winter I'm bored of being single and just want somebody stable to see after finishing work. Who has time for going on tons of dates when the temperature is Baltic outside? <laughs> this is what I mean, guys. These are kaffers. These are professional kaffers. They do not want to go out and date in the cold. When I told my friend that I was doing an episode on this, she thought she hadn't even heard of cuffing season. She was like, I've heard of hunting season in the summer. I was like, wait, I thought summers for like hot girl summers, like summers were for single. And she's like, no, hunting season in summer is like when you hunt somebody out to have like a fun in the summer with, just as like a summer fling. And I was like, oh my God, like are any seasons safe at the minute? I think it's just spring and autumn is the only, <laughs> only safe time. Actually, I met Matt in spring, maybe that's why. What I will say about cuffing season in a positive way, if of course they're not cuffing at all and they're just the right person, is that winter and these times are a good chance to get to know somebody on a personal level. Because obviously if you like somebody and you can't be bothered like to go out much and they just come over, then I guess like you can get to know them quite well. And if they can't be bothered to leave or they don't want to go back out in the cold, they come on a Thursday, they leave on a Monday. Like maybe that is a thing. Or like in Christmas break when you're home and because everyone's off work and you've got nothing to do, then you meet somebody and you spend more quality time with them. So I was talking about this with my friend. I went for lunch with him on the weekend and... He was saying like how awkward it is to find time to date somebody now because we were like, okay, when should we see each other next? And we're trying to pencil in a lunch like three weeks from now that I don't even know if I can make. And he's like, okay, I'll set this up and then we'll try and do a dinner before Christmas. And this is like when we're still in October. And we were saying like it's so hard to make time for everyone now that things are back to normal. Like work is busy, you try to see your friends, obviously even if you've only got a handful of friends, you can't give every day of your week up, there's always like a work event, then you always have to see one friend, then you see another friend, then you need a day for yourself, 
then you need to date for your partner, like whatever it is, and it's really hard to date. You were saying like it's really hard to just find the time to date. And then I said, like, I think me and Matt got really lucky, and we've said this before with the timing that we met, because if we met now, we wouldn't see each other. We absolutely wouldn't. Like, his work is so busy, we just wouldn't see each other. Like, that's, I can't even elaborate on it. It would be, like, seeing him, and then easily a week until we could see each other again, which is, like, nothing wrong with that. But, of course, you know, what happens in between that week because if you're only seeing somebody once a week, once every two weeks, you're still going to be open to dating other people. It's not going to be serious. You're not going to, like, put all your effort into this one person that you barely see. It just wouldn't be the same. Whereas, like, we were lucky when we met. I was working from home the whole time. Matt's work was really quiet. And we were able to see each other once in a week. And I would go over to his on a Thursday night and come back Monday morning, usually. Because we just had the time and there was, like, nothing else to do. So, like, sometimes when things opened up, I'd have, like, a Saturday night out with the girls or something. But it was in that time where, like, things weren't even open inside. So, by the time things had opened up, well, to be fair, they... Actually, they didn't really open up, did they, until, like, the new year, you know? Things would open up and then go back and all the rest of it. So, like, by the time things have probably opened up and gone back to normal, I've been... I've moved in with Matt and we're, like, a proper couple, so it doesn't matter so much. But yeah, it is really hard to find the time to see people. And I think that's why people are online dating now. Because when people go out, I've said this before, but when people go out now, they just want to be with their friends because they haven't seen their friends for a week or five days or whatever. So they don't want to spend the time going to chat somebody up. They want to just see their friends. And that's why people online date. So yeah, it's a really hard time at the minute. So I'm still sticking with the absolute warning, don't get cuffed. But if there's a good egg out there and you're using this quiet Christmas time, like the Christmas break, to meet somebody, then I might go in your favour. Who knows? Um, we need some cuffing season success stories. It could be the new holiday romance, and we know we've had a few of those. And I've actually got another one this week. I finally got sent a sweet story. I asked last week that I need a nice one. <laughs> so I felt like the podcast was going really, like, negative. And I finally got one, so I'm going to reach, uh, I'm going to read it out to you. Okay, she says, Before she passed, my gran religiously holidayed at a resort called Paradise on the Greek island of Sakynthos. She went every year for 30 plus years, sometimes more than once a year. She always spoke of the owner and his really handsome sons. She passed away really suddenly and I never got to go with her. So this year, knowing she wanted Sakynthos to be her final resting place, our whole family decided to finally take the trip to paradise. And I finally met the sons. One in particular, actually, and he's the kind of magic you don't realise exists until you find it. He's also half Scottish and he's coming home to me in three weeks. Thanks, Granny. How cute is that, guys? Imagine. I just wish the granny was here to see them um, both together. But imagine, like, you can you can just imagine your grand saying, well, there's his family they see and he's got this really hot sense. You'd be like, all right, Nan, like, yeah, as if. And then going out there and actually meeting somebody and thinking, oh, my God, she was right, and actually leading you to your man. 
super sweet and I'm so glad I finally had a cute story <laughs> please if you've got any more come and send them to me and also guys please please subscribe thank you so much to everybody that has and has left me a review and has shared me on your page like oh I tell you every week I'm so so grateful for it so yeah thank you please keep doing it share like subscribe <laughs> it just really helps get the podcast out so yeah, I'm very grateful for that. And also, come and subscribe on YouTube, because I'm actually really feeling YouTube at the minute. I'm getting into it. I'm getting into the YouTube shorts. My America vlog has just gone up. So, yeah, come and check me out over there. My links are in the show notes. And if you are down to cuff, that's all well and good. Go for it. I wish you the best of luck. Please try and be honest so that you don't hurt anybody. You know, just say, like, oh, my God, should we just have a little winter romance? I don't know. Try not to hurt somebody. And if you were potentially being cuffed, be careful, please. Keep your wits about you. Don't get head over heels. <laughs> and just prepare yourself for springtime, because by then, it's a very big possibility they could be gone. So, yeah, that's my part in note, you guys. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you next week. <laughs>